Welcome to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast, the place where ambition, drive, and entrepreneurship all meet. This podcast is your go-to for all things business, growth, and expansion. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a multiple six-figure business owner, a brain rewiring certified coach, a 70 high energy healer, and all-around business growth obsessed individual. I've been in the space since 2019. I believe that strategy and energetics go hand in hand. You'll find tons of both on the show. For a long time, being ambitious has had a negative connotation, but I'm here to take that word back and help you grow your business without doing the most. You can find me on Instagram at expandwithchelsea or online at expandwithchelsea.com. If you're ready to grow, I'm ready to go. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Today I'm going to be sharing three of my best tips to help you have a kick-ass warm-up for your next launch. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but a the warm-up period is truly one of the biggest determining factors for how well your launch is going to go. So I'm going to share three of my favorite tips because I just got out of the warm-up period for my newest offer, Next Level Business, which is now currently open for enrollment. The doors are open. I am so excited about this. This is my 10-week program to help you organize the back end of your business so that you can build a solid foundation where everything is automated and you are not the middlewoman anymore so that you can actually stop working for your business and you can have your business work for you. We're going to be talking all things sales pages, websites. We're going to be talking about email funnels freebies, all that good stuff that you haven't had time for historically. But hey, guess what? December's coming up and generally December for most business owners, unless you own a product based business means that things are a little bit slower. The past couple of years I've tried to launch in December and this year I'm like, nope, straight up, I'm not doing it. (laughs) I'm going to be focusing all of my attention on January because it's the holidays. People are just not on their phones as much. Typically there's a lot between, you know, people spending money for Black Friday and then also spending money on holiday gifts and things feel like they're at a bit of a standstill. You know, I'm not saying that that has to be the truth for everyone everywhere, but the last three years, that's what I've experienced as a business owner. So I'm making the choice this year to not go through a launch and instead work on the back end of my business to make sure that I'm set up well for January. And I want to help you do the same. So next level business, we've got 10 weeks together. You can learn more using the link in the show notes. I've got a paid in full option. I've got a payment plan and we have our first bonus call on October 30th. We officially start as a group on November 6th, so you have some time to join still. And one of the really cool bonuses, which is why I wanted to talk about warming up your audience, one of the really cool bonuses is my newest training that I'm calling Sold Out. How to utilize the warm-up period to sell out of your launch, how to make sure that you're maximizing the warm-up period so that you can have the easiest launch possible. The better you do in the warm-up period, the better your launch is going to go. Simple, period. So that is going to be one of the bonuses for Next Level Business. Again, we are getting started with a bonus call on October 30th. So if this is something that you're interested in, head to the link in the show notes to learn more and join us. And I'm so, so pumped to be running this container. So let's dive into today's podcast topic. So warming up your audience, vital, absolutely vital. If there were one stage, I mean, yes, obviously opening, opening the 
cart and opening, you know, doors for enrollment and actually like having the sale, that's very important. You know, having applications go out, whatever it is that you're doing inside of your offer that signifies, yes, it's live. We are open, ready for business. That's important too. But besides that, truly, truly, it's like, if your warm-up period is non-existent or, you know, maybe you had some things in your personal life happen, honestly, I'd extend out and just like make sure that you have a really solid warm-up period because you're going to get up to your launch and then people are going to be like, what, what, what were you talking about? Like, I don't know anything about this. And then now all of a sudden it's like available for sale. Like shit, I don't even have like a relationship built up with that thing. I actually just posted on Instagram stories. So I counted up the number of times that I talked about next level business before the doors opened. And I landed at 38 different times, which, you know, depending on where you're at may sound high. I personally think I probably could have done more. I think closer to 50 would have been really kick-ass and really great. But you know what? We all do the best we can with the time that we have. And I did 38 different touch points on my offer. And this means that, you know, that number is between emails, Instagram posts, Instagram stories, probably a majority of that was Instagram stories. And then also talking about it on the podcast. Each time that I talked about it counted as a touch point. So I added all of those together, got 38. And I did this poll on my Instagram stories asking how many times have you heard me talk about next level business between you know, Instagram, email, posts, ETC. And you know what? Would you, would you look at that? Most people were like, yeah, I've heard you talk about it less than 10 times. And I was like, all right, well, this just proves my point. And this leads us directly into my first tip to improve your warm-up period is you really have to talk about your offer more than you think you do. I mean, it truly is one of the biggest determining factors, the amount of times that you talk about your offer. I mean, not just because of the algorithm. Like a lot of the times people are like, the algorithm's not working. And I'm like, no, your content's just not very interesting. Like we have to try a lot harder than we did in 2019 to get people to look at our stuff. Yes, because there are more people, because, you know, standards are higher, whatever. But if you're not talking about your offer a lot, there's a good chance that people aren't actually even going to see that you're offering something. So when I'm saying like, yeah, I talked about my offer 38 times, again, I probably could have talked about that quite a bit more. And I am recording this before the doors open to next level business. So I'm, you know, unsure how that launch is going to go. And I'm unsure what's going to happen inside of there. And, you know, depending on at the end of the launch, I'm going to go back through and run an evaluation and say like, did I talk about this enough in the warmup period? Do I feel feel like, you know, depending on how the launch goes, I could have talked about it more during then. And generally that is one of my biggest areas that I look at is was I organized in the warm-up period? Did I have all of the details together? Did I just keep saying, stay tuned, more details to come? Or was I actually sharing what I knew and giving people a really good idea of what my offer was? And for this launch, I do think that I did that for the most part. I mean, in the past, I generally wasn't as organized. I generally didn't have like all of the details together. It was a little bit more like ambiguous. So this time I actually felt like, wow, I like really had my shit together. But we know that people, you know, yes, the algorithm, people are out doing things. It's the fall. That generally means that, you know, like people want to be outside experiencing like the colors and the cooler weather and all of that pumpkin patches, you know, fun, fun things like that. But that aside, 
people need to see things at least seven to 10 times to even click on it in the first place. And that's not even saying like to buy. I actually did some math in an email and Instagram stories the other day. And I said, okay, let's say you have an audience of a thousand people on Instagram and a hundred of those watch your stories. Conversion rate, typical conversion rate is around two to 5%. So let's use the lower end of that just because I want to be you know, conservative, safe. Also, it's very easy math. So, okay, if 2% of those are clicking on your offer, not just you know buying, but like clicking, that's two people out of a hundred which is wild. And then those two people actually need to see something about your offer seven to 10 times. So if you want somebody in your offer, you're going to have to share about it upwards of 14 times. If you want four people inside of your offer, that number actually jumps up to 56 times, 56 times of information going across people's eyeballs for them to build up enough of a relationship with, for them to buy. And that's not to say, you know, every single person works like this. I've had people find me and immediately book in with me. I've had people lurk on my content, listen to the podcast, read my emails for years before working with me. So that's not to say everybody's journey is the same, but I hope this goes to show you, like you really got to ramp up the number of times that you talk about something. If you want to have a better chance of selling it more. And I'm not saying that I just want you to work more. I'm also not saying go create 56 Instagram posts because wow, that would be a lot. I don't even know if I would want to do that or if I could do that. I'd probably cry a lot in that process, but you can switch it up, right? Like talking about it on your Instagram stories counts. Mentioning it inside of a post counts. Talking about it in your email counts. It all counts. So finding ways to increase your tolerance for talking about your offer and in talking about your offer, you're going to learn to communicate about it better. That's the thing too, is like the more that you talk about your offer, the better you're going to be describing it. The easier it is going to be for you to put words to what your offer is. And if you need some ideas on content to post, I'd recommend downloading my free cash injection masterclass because it actually comes with 100 different content prompts for you if you ever get stuck on what to say about your offer. I would highly recommend downloading that. I'll put the link in the show notes. If you're looking for an all-in-one platform solution, look no further, Kajabi is here. I know I've talked about Kajabi on the podcast before, but truly I am so obsessed. They actually just added the afterpay feature to checkout. So now you can have the ability to offer afterpay for your clients. So people can actually essentially put themselves on a payment plan. And this has been shown to increase sales significantly when they offer this as a beta testing for different Kajabi customers. So I'm really excited to now have that as an option and I host everything on Kajabi. No longer do I have a separate platform for email, for podcasting, for my courses. Holy shit, it was like just the mental load of having things in multiple different places. No way. I mean, also like having my website on a different, I had four different platforms that I was toggling between. And then you're trying to set up automations and integrations for all of them to connect and talk to each other. 
no thank you. I actually want to conserve my energy and use it for being the visionary inside my business instead of hopping back and forth between all of these. And I mean, honestly, this just feels very like cog in the wheel type of energy versus having everything flow really smoothly. So if you, I know you've heard about Kajabi and if you're curious about it, you've been thinking about it, like, should I do it? Should I not do it? They've got three different levels that you can choose from. They have an entry level, a mid-level, and then a high level. I'm actually on the mid-level. I don't yet have a need for the highest level. I started out with the entry level and then moved to the mid-level when I actually decided that I wanted to create more products and courses and it actually comes out to be cheaper per month than all of those platforms, those four platforms that I was using separately. So not only does it save me time, it also saves me money and I get everything all in one place. If you want to try out Kajabi for yourself, I actually have a free trial that you can use. You'll get a 14 day free trial using my link. I'll pop it in the show notes. After 14 days, you can decide if you want to continue using it. I do always see that there's a bit of a learning curve when coming onto a new platform. So you can use those 14 days to figure out, okay, this is how to work the email editor. This is how to add courses, which by the way, super easy for both of them, but it just takes like a, a little bit of clicking around for you to then know how to do it for yourself and make it super efficient going forward. So again, 14 day free trial with Kajabi, the number one, number one course platform for creators. I'll leave that link in the show notes. If you have any questions about Kajabi, feel free to email me hello at expandwithchelsea.com. I know that this is a big move for a lot of business owners to finally get everything on one platform. I couldn't recommend it enough. I couldn't be happier as a customer. They have stellar customer service. Anytime you need something, all you have to do is use the chat box. So, you know, maybe you're the type of person that's a night owl and you're working on your course at 2 a.m. and you're like, oh shit, how do I connect this? via an automation. All you have to do is use the chat feature and they'll help you, they'll send you an article or they will manually go in and do it themselves, which is one of the really great things about Kajabi is they actually have access to the back end of your business so they can help see what's going on. If you're looking to level up inside your business, I could not recommend making the switch to Kajabi more. Here's your sign. Like you really got to talk about your offer so much. I cannot overstate enough how important this is. And so many times business owners are, you know, they're doubting themselves or they're second guessing or they're feeling really down on themselves. And it's not because what they have to offer isn't incredible and isn't going to help a ton of people. It's not that people don't want it. You're just not talking about it enough. You're just not talking about your offer enough. So if you're doing, you know, and this could be applied to Black Friday as well, start early, talk about it often. That actually goes into my second point is start earlier than you think you need to. And I had a, initially I had a two week warm up period planned for next level business. And I actually extended that to, it was kind of like a loose three. Like I allowed myself to start talking about it three weeks before cart open. And I didn't put any parameters on myself. I just said, Hey, as much as you want to talk about this three weeks before go for it, doesn't have to be every single day. And then once the two week countdown mark hits, once it's two weeks before cart opens, then you got to talk about it every day. So I started three weeks ahead of time and actually 
honestly, I mean, so yeah, I talked about my offer 38 times. That number is probably closer to 50, just including that other week in there. But since I wasn't technically counting that in my launch, it was more of a, if you want to, for me, I'm a rebel. So I really have to like give myself a lot of permission to like not necessarily say I have to, or you've got to, I leave it a little bit more loose for myself, but you know, that was very intentional. Like I knew, could I probably sell this out in two weeks? Yeah. But also I like spaciousness. I like knowing that if there's a day that I don't want to talk about it, I don't have to talk about it. I mean, and I did the exact same thing with the cart close date as well. So I knew that I could do it in two weeks. I could say, okay, we're starting everything officially on October 30th, but I knew that there was going to be a couple days in there that I just wasn't going to feel like it. Like you have to let yourself go through these natural cycles. There's going to be some days where you're really high energy. And then there's going to be other days where you're like, yeah, absolutely not. Like I would do pay to do anything else rather than this and allowing yourself to actually lean into that versus forcing yourself and forcing your way through talking about your offer. I mean, that's just going to destroy your relationship with it. It's going to ruin your relationship with your business and with launching. And honestly, I don't want that for you. I don't want that for you at all because this is something that has the ability to generate so much revenue for you, so many opportunities, so many clients that you've got to do whatever it takes to make sure that you maintain that relationship with your business and with launching. So start early, go for as long as you need. I mean, I extended out the cart close date to about three-ish weeks, I believe, in the launch. So there's going to be like two weeks before the group program bonus call. And then the week after that, the program officially starts. So when all is said and done, we're looking at about six-ish weeks total in the launch. And for some people that might feel like a lot, but honestly, I mean, I really had to work at this. I had to increase my capacity to focus on one thing because I know that that's actually going to make me more money than jumping around from thing to thing to thing just because I'm sitting there telling myself, oh, it's not working. And really, we know that that's just because I wasn't talking about it enough. So this is, I think, why a lot of people are either intimidated with by launching or they get bored with it is because they haven't actually stuck it out long enough to see the results that it could be bringing them. All right. Number three is don't be afraid to switch up your content. I know that a lot of us probably think about like the Instagram algorithm quite a bit. I know I do. And I did probably more so in the past. And now I'm just like, Hey, I'm just going to post things that I like and things that interest me, whether that's graphics, probably not reels. Me and reels are, uh, we have a real rocky relationship right now, but whether that is email or, you know, really just like playing around on stories, which is what I really like. I mean, if I had my choice, I do podcasting stories and then email would be my primary but I am committed to pushing myself outside of my boundaries, outside of my comfort zone. And I know for me that, you know, things like growing my audience and making sure that I am posting something that could go viral just haven't been high on my priority list. But that's also because I haven't put any time or effort into them. So that's not to say that I just shouldn't do them, but that's to say like I have a lot of opportunity right there to lean into it and to hone those skill sets and a really great time to 
experiment with that is during a launch because you're going to want to switch it up a lot. Like, yes, play to your strengths. Absolutely. Like if you're a strong writer, write a lot, write often, but also get on video. Maybe if that's something that you don't feel like is as good of a medium for you or you don't feel as confident in it, it is important that people see your face. I can't, again, can't stress this enough either. Like it's so important that people see your mannerisms, the way that you react to things, your facial expressions. That's how we build up no like, and trust. Try to imagine buying something for like, I don't know, $2,000 from somebody where you've never seen their face. That would just be super, super weird. Like, I'm like trying to think of like, have I done that before? And I'm like, no, I know, I know what people look like. People need to see your face, get on camera, take a selfie. People love selfies. People like, you'd be surprised how many likes, engagement, all of that you can get with a selfie because it's you being courageous enough to actually put yourself out there and to put your face out there. And not to say that likes and, you know, shares and all of that is the biggest determining factor on anything really. I mean, you can't take likes or shares to the bank, but I do think it's helpful in building up your confidence for you to want to post more. So don't be afraid to switch it up, play to your strengths, but also make sure that you are challenging yourself inside of that. So for me, that looks like I am writing a lot of emails, but I am also trying to create content in a way that feels good and authentic for me that doesn't necessarily fit in with what I think the algorithm wants to see. So I have this whole thing planned where actually just today I made this like cookie skillet thing and I can't decide if I'm going to go live with it tomorrow morning when the doors open for next level business or or if I'm going to do a reel about it, I mean, I guess I could turn the live into a reel. That's actually what I might do, but I'm going to write with frosting on it. It's like blue frosting and I'm going to be like, NLB is open. And I'm just literally going to go live, show the cookie skillet and then talk about it. You know, and that's, that might be not something that Instagram necessarily loves, but that feels fun for me. And to be very honest, for me to continue to want to engaging on the app, I have to find it fun. It has to be something that I find enjoyable. And, you know, regardless of what happens with how many people like it, the, the true test will be how well does this launch do? It's not just the content. I mean, this is the thing. I think a lot of the times we associate like a lot of likes or shares or comments or whatever with successful launches. And that is definitely not the case. I mean, there are so many people that aren't even on social media that run like seven, eight figure businesses. And like, they, they don't get, they get zero likes. They don't even have social media. So it's like, we need to start separating out the fact that not everybody is going to just immediately, you know, enjoy what it is that you're posting or sharing, but that doesn't mean that they're not necessarily going to join your program. Like it just doesn't have the strong correlation that we think it do think it does. And I think a lot of the times we let it get into our heads and we get in our heads and then we're thinking nobody cares, nobody likes this. And then we go back to not talking about our offer very frequently. It's like this, this horrid cycle of, okay, I'm really excited. I'm going to share about my offer. Ooh, I'm not really getting the response that I want. Okay. Well, I guess I'll take that as I should stop talking about it. And then you stop talking about it and then you really don't get a response. So don't let yourself fall victim to that cycle switch it up, do things that you like, do things that you enjoy. Don't pay attention. Don't give a shit about the vanity metrics, the likes, the shares, any of it. If you like it, it made you feel good and you're still seeing momentum in the thing that you're doing, you're winning. Okay. I will, I'll give you a fourth one, like a, a bonus one. Repurpose your content. If you write an email, 
take that copy, put it on stories. Don't just like copy paste, like splatter bomb it on your stories. Like find a way to make it interesting, right? Like what I've been doing lately has been switching up the text and switching up the font. So I'll do one paragraph in one font, the next paragraph in another font. Like you want to think about like what's actually going to keep somebody reading and engaged on social media. For email, I think it is a little bit different. We're kind of used to reading things you know, it's kind of like a book. Like if a book switched fonts every paragraph, I'd be like, this is obnoxious. I don't want to read this, but that's because it's long format. Email is a little bit longer format versus social media for the most part is short format. So you do have to find a way to get people to be engaged and get people to be interested in what you're, you're saying and doing. Underline things, add some arrows, there's so many different things. Add some stickers, like add some suspense in there. It's spooky season, like (laughs) play with the Halloween theme, like make sure that you are thinking about like, if I am repurposing my content, you know, I don't think that everybody's going to see every single time that you repurpose things. So I don't think that you need to worry about it. Like what if I sound repetitive? Like the chances that people see everything that you post are just very, very slim. I mean, I have people that I absolutely adore following and I know they repurpose things and sometimes I see it and sometimes I don't. And if I do see it, I'm like, oh hell yeah, I like this again. Like don't, don't necessarily worry about that, but you do want to make sure that you are delivering it in a way that people actually want to digest it. Digest it. If it is shorter form, make sure that you are making it engaging and fun. And you know, again, this is a way that you can actually challenge yourself. This hasn't necessarily been easy for me to play around with. How can I keep people on my stories longer? How can I keep my views up? But, and it really came to this place of like, I had to admit to myself, like I was just taking like the easy road. I was like, literally just like copy pasting from my email and like one solid block of text. And like, who's going to actually sit down and read that? Not very many people. So I had to have a heart to heart with myself and say, okay, you gotta, you gotta do a little bit better. You gotta try a little bit harder. And that doesn't necessarily mean doing more. It just means that what you are doing, you just got to go a little bit deeper with it. So to sum all of this up, talk about your offer a lot more than you think you need to start earlier than you think you might need to and switch it up, play your strengths, but also challenge yourself within here. Get on some different mediums, mainly ones that you don't necessarily love, but maybe you could learn to love them. And then also don't be afraid to repurpose content. That is what I have for you this week. I am so amped to hear what you thought about this episode. If you loved it, be sure to share it to social media. Tag me. I am at expand with Chelsea. If you haven't yet left a rating and a review for the podcast, I'd love to hear what you think. You can head to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. It really helps me out. It helps other people find the show as well. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next episode. Thank you.